Hey everyone, it's Colin, co-founder at ImmuneCompetence.org. Welcome to another episode of the Powered by Plasma podcast. In this episode, Lisa, Nancy, and I break down our individual holiday traditions and we talk about really how we've had to learn over the years how to prioritize our individual health, how we've had to set boundaries depending on what the expectations are around the holidays, and why maybe due to the COVID-19 pandemic, you know, why new traditions may, may, may need to be okay and why they should even be celebrated. Lisa breaks down, uh, I had no clue there were more than one type of ham. Uh, and we even give you uh, our feedback on Elf on a Shelf. So I don't know about you, but I'm so excited for a quiet Christmas this year. I'm looking forward to some rest, um, some time to reset ahead of a new year, ahead of another opportunity to try again. Uh, and I wish you and your family the best. I'm joined by, of course, my partner in crime, uh, Lisa, our co-founder at Immune Component. Uh, and we're joined again by Nancy. Uh, we didn't scare her off, Lisa. We we brought her back for another episode. You know, it's it's great when they survive. I, I know, right? It's been just you and I for so long. It's it's uh it's great to have some other people popping in, although uh, this is what happens when you have two working, uh, you know, two adults working from home uh, and children are in the equation. Somehow your podcast and hobbies take a back seat. Oh, yeah. All right, Nancy. Well, welcome back. How are you Thank today? Thank you. Ho, ho, ho. Very glad to be here. I don't have children, but I do have an aloe plant named Frank that keeps me company when I work from home. <laughs> have I introduced Frank to my coworkers over Zoom? Absolutely, I have. Uh, I love it. I think we're going to have to put a, a picture of Frank up on the Facebook you page got so it. everyone can see him. Well, guys, uh, assuming, I mean, we're all here, so we apparently survived Thanksgiving. Uh, Nancy, what did you guys do for Thanksgiving? We had a somewhat pared down, although I don't know if pared up is a, is a word, but it was pared up from last year where we had like three and a half people eating about 12 feet away and just throwing stuffing at each other to try to be safe. This year, um, we expanded a little bit. Everybody there had to be uh, vaccinated. And if they had been around anybody, have tests proving that they were uh, negative. And so we had, I think, eight people maybe. And it was lovely. Nice. It felt much more normal than I was expecting to feel. Oh, she she used the normal word. I know. That's one that's going to be fun to pick apart. <laughs> yes, agreed. So Nancy, what's a normal holiday, right? Well, let's say, well, let's do this. Let's say a pre-pandemic Thanksgiving. What did Thanksgiving in like 2019 look like for you guys? So we can get an understanding of, was this really different? Or is it usually uh, the the Dallin Peters family throwing stuffing at each other from 12 feet away? I mean, look, I'm not going to give away all our secrets, but I will say that um, a traditional Dallin Peters is my nuclear family, my husband, my husband's family. And sadly, this year, his father uh, passed away in July. So he was with us in the past wow. and he was greatly missed this year. Uh, and then it would have been my cousin flying in from Chicago and lifelong friends coming up from Florida. So it was a nice, tight-knit group that looked forward to doing this for many years. This year was just the New Jersey crew uh, trying to be safe. We did not invite um, anybody from flyover country or the South to, to uh, participate, sadly, and they were all missed. Nice. What about you, Lisa? What's a what what's a normal Thanksgiving for you guys? What 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 how did you how did you do this year? Or I guess what were the last couple of years like cuz it's been a little different. So, we um so last year Thanksgiving was always it, it was going to be weird anyway cuz our our son was born on November 21st. So, um 
Thanksgiving was about. Dang, Levi, straight out. Your little turkey came to make Thanksgiving the weird. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So last year was always going to be weird. Um, this year, we. Um, so last year, I don't. I think we had. Uh, uh, Jason's family, I think, brought us Thanksgiving dinner, if I recall correctly. Um, this year, uh, we switch off every other year. We go to my family's Thanksgiving and the Massey family Thanksgiving. So we, we trade off this year was a a Miller family uh, Thanksgiving. And so it was me, my husband, all of my siblings and their spouses and all the various children. Um, and so we had talked about everybody, everyone is vaccinated. Everyone, um, was being careful. The only folks who had exposure were my um, niece and nephews and uh, Levi, really, because he's, you know, he's at daycare a couple days a week. And so we had, you know, what what would be a pretty typical Thanksgiving for us, but that's mainly because we are a a tight-knit group and it's not... um, it's not like a lot of extended family from all over the country traveling in or anything like that. And my, um, youngest, uh, niece, niece and nephews were, they got vaccinated just before they got their first shots just before Thanksgiving. Um, so they were on their way to being, uh, fully vaccinated. So we knew that it was going to be less risky, than it would have been otherwise. And since Levi is not a newborn this year, um, we were able to do a little bit more um, in terms of like, you know, regular Thanksgiving and he ate the food and had a great time. So it was, it was a lot of fun. Did, did you do anything special, Colin? Yeah, for us, it was, you know, normally it's seeing family. So we, um, we don't have a lot of family nearby. Um, my wife's family lived, uh, well, has lived outside Philadelphia for a number of years. I say that because it, it'll it'll come into play in what we did for Thanksgiving. And uh, my family's on the West Coast, uh, out in Los Angeles. So the last couple of years, we haven't really seen the LA family. Um, you know, we're you know we're looking forward to a world where we can do that again. And normally it was always hit or miss. We would do, I think, you know, pre-kid, and my son's almost three now, we would do, we would either travel, we'd go to Kristen's family's house, we've, um, we haven't been to LA for Thanksgiving, it's always so expensive, we've tried to make a couple Christmases out there, Um, and then we've done a couple at home, We, we actually... Uh, when it was just Kristen and I, we went out to dinner at a local restaurant we love on Thanksgiving, and we thought we were going to be the weird couple sitting in the corner by ourselves, like no family around, and the restaurant was packed the year we did that. And so um, I think last Thanksgiving, we did our own thing, stayed home, had a nice relaxed day just to be safe, and this year... We went up to um, Philadelphia to Kristen's parents' house um, because they actually um, are in the process of retiring and sold their home. I'm so excited for them. Actually sold their home and they're moving to um, Florida. They're, they're ready to go live the retired life. And so we were trying to do one last holiday in the house. I told everyone it felt like when we got up there, uh, I don't know why I remember this, but like the the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air episode where he's going through the house and there's no furniture and he's turning off the lights. Like I came into their house and I was like, oh my God, this is from a 90s sitcom uh, because it's where my it's where my wife and, and my brother-in-laws and uh, my sister-in-law all grew up. But it was interesting because right before Thanksgiving, we were all planning on going up. I think similar story. Everyone's vaccinated. Uh, Everyone, a good percentage of the people who are going to be there got the booster already. And um, right before we went up, we found out my um, one of our family members had a a pretty big exposure point Mm. to COVID. Somebody um, and their children had been in their house and had COVID. Um, and they didn't know it until right before Thanksgiving. Um, luckily, I have to say the the family is very understanding of you know trying to protect the immune deficient. 
um, the moderately immunocompromised person that is myself, um, and also, you know, the kids. And so, you know, we were able to have a conversation with folks about what should we do. And they said, hey, look, we feel comfortable. We have other family who have said, you know, come on over. Uh, and they decide to do their own thing. And then, you know, we were able to still have a nice Thanksgiving. So I was very grateful. It helps mm -hmm. when there's understanding and calm and options. Um, and we were really thankful for that. But, um, you know, I, I think it's hard. The holidays come with, I mean, I'm 37 years old. It comes with 37 years of what tradition is supposed to look like, right? I don't know why I picture the dad over the turkey. And I mean, I, I think my family thought, all our families thought we were nuts when we were like, yeah, we're gonna stay home for Thanksgiving and go to a restaurant when we did that three or four years ago. Uh, and I gotta say, it was amazing. I slept in my own bed. The kitchen was perfectly clean. It was a relaxed day and the food was amazing. So I uh, highly recommend it, folks, if you haven't done it. But don't eat inside yet. Hopefully you live in a warm climate if you can go out. So, Colin, just for the record, are you saying your official position is people should be avoiding their families staying home and having a glorious, relaxing holiday with their spouse or significant other? Hey, I'm about what is the best for you. Maybe your spouse goes and sees the family and you get to chill by yourself. I don't know. You know, maybe you need that downtime. Uh, no, I, I absolutely love our family. I, I We don't see them enough. But um, I do think when we get to the holidays, there is this pressure of who's going to host? Who's bringing who? You know, there's always that one family member, right? You know, like, let's hit like the big three when we get to the table, you know, politics, religion, and we'll find another controversial source, you know, that's in the news. Um, Sports, depending on your family. <laughs> Lisa's nodding. See, my family is totally uh, no sports involved. I, my father got into them when my brother and I were a lot older, so we didn't grow up with it, and I have absolutely no opinions. But I gather there are families for which that is maybe the most contentious subject. Or or the the lifestyle questions, right? Oh, you're still not married, still no kids. Oh, oh, you know, uh COVID is just the flu, right? Uh I can only imagine the controversial topics. I don't agree with those topics, people. Okay, do your thing. I'm just stating I know a lot of families are going through those conversations. Yeah, there's a there's also a you know you mentioned tradition, but like along with the tradition, it's like tradition is the main dish and the side is guilt, right? When you're not adhering to the yeah. tradition exactly how it's supposed to be, you get this little feeling of guilt, either, you know, it's self-inflicted guilt or guilt from various family members like, oh, I really wish I could see you this year. Or it's, it's like, a shame we're not doing X, Y, Z thing. We've always done it. It can't be that bad that we can't do this thing. Are you sure that you can't? But why does it have to be that way? Why Why can't you come visit me on July 4th? Why is it we only see each other three holidays a year? Maybe, I don't know what the third one is, but I'm throwing out, you know, we know Christmas and Thanksgiving tend to be the high pressure situations. Well, I'd actually like to add to that. Um, I am of Jewish heritage. I grew up in a secular Jewish household, which meant we were non-practicing, but we were taught our bagel basics. So <laughs> <laughs> for me, there have With been the a lot. And the lots. Exactly. I mean, don't get me started on how I feel about whitefish salad. I just, I will say this, my sister-in-law, whom I love so dearly, I consider her my sister, once asked if she could bring frozen bagels to a, a spread. And I think she could hear by text my response that like that was not acceptable, but me trying to not be mean about it. But like, I have strong bagel feelings and a frozen bagel is a roll with a hole. And I'm getting off topic, but 
there are Jewish <laughs> holidays that while I'm not attached to them in a religious sense, it, it's still part of my heritage. And we use those as times, uh, set times in the year to visit our family. And it has been two years now since my cousin's amazing matzo ball soup or her brisket. And I mean, also seeing my cousins. Um, you know? I would yeah. uh, appreciate an invite, please, for matzo ball soup. Oh, it's so, so good. good. I think she's got but, but this is why it's important, thing. right? But this is why it's important, mm -hmm. right? Because we're like, oh, you know, I get to have my cousin's dish or, you know, my uncle's gonna fry the turkey or there's that thing we look forward to or the um, maybe it's the emotion attached to it. It is. I don't know, but I think we go into that holiday and um, it's hard. I, and and maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm weird. Maybe I need to talk to a therapist about my family problems. Separate but, podcast, uh, but yes, I, go ahead. <laughs> but, you know, I, why can't we, why can't we see each other in July or March or September? You know, Labor Day is a great time and it's a little cheaper to fly than Thanksgiving. Uh, but I think it's important. Like, why have we put this, uh, I don't know, maybe I should say stigma, pressure, pressure. whatever pressure, you want to call pressure. it, around these two specific dates? I think it's because that's what, that's what, you know, culturally as Americans, that's what we're supposed to do, right? Um, cause even like, you know, from a religious perspective, you know, Christ Christmas is a, is a, you know, Christian holiday that has become secular and is like a mix of secular traditions pre Christ and all that kind of stuff. Like it's a, it's the winter solstice holiday, right? And it's not even the biggest holiday on the Christian calendar, right? That's supposed to be Easter. And I think a lot of people, supposedly, right? You know, <laughs> it, because Christmas it is such a big consumerist holiday to some degree that like, you know, there's this whole gift giving and there, there's so much wrapped up in Christmas and so many things that you're supposed to do. And like, there are like endless lists of activities that you're supposed to do for Christmas and gifts you have to buy and places you have to go and people you have to see and, you know, traditions you have to do. And I think, you know, for us, we've, we've tried to focus on traditions that matter to us and making things special for our like little three person unit in conjunction with the things that we remember fondly at, at when we were kids and trying to shift away from that, like doing all the things kind of mentality. You know, even from my non-Christian perspective, I grew up, they, we got some Hanukkah presents and in a very sweet deal, they gave us Christmas presents too. And we couldn't put up lights. I'm not going to get into my um, longing for, for Christmas decorating that was not fulfilled until marriage, but we were so surrounded by it. It's also cultural. And I'd like mm -hmm. to say it's also logistical, as in those two days, Thanksgiving and Christmas, everyone is more likely to have them off from their employer. So that's then true. suddenly that's the day you're all off. Well, we're just, we're going to make this happen. So it makes sense. Um, but I hear your point, especially with the pandemic, the ability to celebrate meals, uh, celebrate holidays and have your meal outside has been a real boon. And now I'm thinking every holiday should be moved to like a temperate part of the year when you can safely eat outside. I don't feel like that's going to happen, but it just makes sense. Well, Nancy, your family does celebrate Memorial Day together, correct? Is it Memorial Day? Well, so up until my parents moved a few years ago, they had a really big Memorial Day picnic that was very special to us. And I'm hoping um, we can get that going again post-pandemic, whatever that means. So we did have other parts of the year that we made our own traditions. I'm, I'm not sure that we were focused on the meaning of Memorial Day as much as celebrating a time to be with our families, which, you know, there are people who came every year that were friends of my parents who I still think of as family because we saw them every year and that's a tradition we forged. So losing some of that during these last two years has 
has been a, a real loss. And I definitely, I feel that for everybody who can't celebrate they wish the way they wish they could. Absolutely. Yeah, totally agree. So it sounds like we had a little bit of normal family, I'll say normal traditions, maybe not as big in scope this year for Thanksgiving, but certainly maybe a little paired up from previous, the, from 2020. What about Christmas? What? Do, what? Do, who wants to jump in? What do you guys? What's your plan for Christmas? Well, Christmas is—it's <clears throat> a massy Christmas this year, so we'll be in our home in our bed um, for for Christmas Eve into Christmas Day. We'll go over on Christmas Eve for lunch. This would ordinarily have been an evening time thing um, prior to Levi's uh, needing to go to bed between six and six thirty, we would have had dinner at six or six thirty. So we've moved our traditional meal to lunchtime and we're going to have appetizer lunch. So it's going to be, um, oh, my favorite. sliders and, um, shrimp cocktail and, um, meatballs and, you know, slow cooked mushrooms, like all this great stuff. Um, pigs in a blanket. So we're doing all of those things that we would ordinarily do like in the evening and hang out. We're going to do it at lunchtime um, because Levi uh, is on the early bird special and <laughs> goes to bed so early. So it kind of limits our <laughs> limits our options in terms of like evening time activities. So we're, we're doing that. And then on Christmas day, we're going to go over and um, hang out for a little while. Fortunately for me, like, me managing my my feelings is, is much easier because um, Levi has bigger feelings than I do, and so he gets much more upset if he misses his his afternoon nap. So we kind of we are kind of uh, beholden to his schedule in a way, and 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 it gives me a lot more flexibility to say, well, we gotta go. Levi needs a nap. Bye. Um, which is not I feel like anybody with kids will understand that because <laughs> the last two episodes of the podcast, I think the reason why the time we record works, my kids asleep. Yep. <laughs> so totally get it. Nancy, I'm sure it's the same that Frank needs to like get rotated out of the sun. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. You know, he, he's very <laughs> uh, picky or prickly. So Nancy, what are we doing for for well we're already through Hanukkah. Mm -hmm. Um any is the family doing anything for kind of Christmas, New Year's coming up? What's what's going on in your house over the next couple of weeks? Oh, Colin, Christmas. Okay, backstory. I mentioned I grew up in a non-Christian <laughs> uh -oh. household. Here we go. And that I met my husband, this very adorable Viking-looking man. And on our first date, uh, we were asking about our families. And he mentioned that both of his parents were ministers. And I think I did a double take. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Um, because I wasn't sure how they would receive me and if they ever met my family, all of them. Um, and it turned out to be such an unfounded fear. Uh, although, I mean, I think it was reasonable, but it, it was unfounded because our families folded into each other beautifully. They come to our Thanksgiving. And until they retired in January, um, we would go to, every Christmas Eve, the 5 p.m. children's service at his mom's church, and then the 7 p.m. service at his dad's church, and then the 10 p.m. service back at his mom's church, as my husband and sister-in-law call it, church tour. I think the first year we were dating and I went to church tour like all 17 hours and sung Silent Night three times, um, they were like, that's oh, a lot, that's a lot of Silent Night for, for oh. a secular Jewish kid. Oh, it's a lot. I mean, I love them. My, so my father loves Christmas songs. So we grew up and he plays guitar. So we, I grew up in well, a lot of Christmas songs. It's in a lot, in the tradition of many, many Jewish composers writing the best mm -hmm. Christmas songs. He's in great company. Absolutely. Right. And I grew up in a house full of music, so I liked it. But we sung, I think it was something like over the course of three services, like 27 or 28 Christmas songs. And oh. my, my jaw wasn't moving at the end. 
And I think my, my husband's family was like, oh, she's in this. She's, she's in this to win this. Um, so like suddenly this little Jewish girl's dream came true of celebrating Christmas. And I'm like walking in a winter wonderland. It was spectacular. But it also came with its own, its own, not even issues, but new situation where as somebody who, when they get sick, they tend to get tired. And so getting overly exhausted can be a sign that things are happening. And so we had to negotiate a little bit over the years, which is if we're going to do eight hours post workday on Christmas Eve, I can't get up at 730 in the morning the next day to do a full Christmas day with my in-laws also. And I mean, by negotiated, we, we would arrive at like 10 instead of 830. Um, but it was also really important to me to honor their traditions. So but I honored their tradition that. and set a boundary, which is important. Yes. That is a very important takeaway. Oh, it's like sure. honor the traditions, but don't be afraid to set your boundaries. Absolutely. And I, I think once Trev realized when he would see me get exhausted and then get sick, he knew I wasn't playing. So, you know, and there was the one Christmas that I had a fever of 102. So the, the alternative was we wake up a little bit later or I just throw a bowling ball down the alley and knock down every Christmas pin and ruin the entire thing. So we, we negotiated that. This year I'll say my sister-in-law uh, has an awesome job in Wisconsin where she's living with her fiance for a couple of years. So they're flying in Christmas day. And so now we're doing Christmas Eve service, Christmas day with his mom, and then Christmas day redux on Sunday. And I have to talk to Trev about what that means for when I can decompress a little bit. Cause I don't want to get sick. I mean, do you guys get worried about that? When you get exhausted, you know, something's coming. Oh, a hundred, a hundred percent. And I think for me, I, it's so funny. Most people who know me in the normal world would say that is an extrovert who loves being around people. And boy, do I, but it's funny. I've learned over the last several years that I tend to be a little more introverted in how I recover. So I'm famous for Thanksgiving, Christmas day, disappearing pre-kid, you know, for an hour to go lay down and just read or, you know, doom scroll on Twitter, right? Just something to like, tell my body, you can lay down, you know, let's just let your body be at rest for a little while. And the minute I start to get tired, the the aches start, I can wake up and go, oh God, I, I feel like I'm 95 years old. Like my legs are on fire. And then next thing you know, it's like, oh, we're, we probably have three days at this point. If I don't counteract mm -hmm. it, I'm down for the next two to three weeks. It's inevitable sometimes, which yeah, is sad and because you want to do everything. Yeah. And you, uh, like, as a patient, you have to think about, like, is this choice worth it? Right? Because is it worth it to push myself in this moment knowing, because like, like you said, Colin, if I don't take, if I don't take the moment, like when I need it in the moment, sometimes it's a conscious choice not to do that, right? You just keep going because that is what you do when you need to do it. And like, you just plan for that extra, you know, two weeks of recovery. You know, for me, it's been less of an issue because my family is fairly low key. And so is, so is my husband's. So it's a lot more relaxed in terms of what we do and a lot more fluid. And like this year we're going to my mom's house, my mom and dad's house after the day after Christmas, we're going down and we'll be there through new year's day and having lunch nice. on new year's day. Like my family has a traditional new year's day meal that we've eaten for many, many years. And the one year that not everybody ate the appropriate New Year's Day meal, bad things happened. So we all eat the appropriate New Year's Day meal. So 2020 is your fault. No, no. I, I, <laughs> ate, I ate the right foods. Oh, fighting words. Even though we were in, we were in, um, we had just moved into our house 
at that point. Um, and we ate, we still had the new year's day meals. It was one of the, it was one of the first things I cooked in this house. So it was, well, I didn't work. Yeah. I think, uh, this year I'm bringing back the tradition that I, you know, is, is it a tradition after you do it twice? I think so. Uh, I'm hoping yeah. so. If it's because something you want to continue doing, yes, it's a tradition. <laughs> I'm hoping so. This year for Christmas, I, you know what? We work. I, I want to be home. I want to be the dad with the video oh. camera that has to run down the stairs before my kid. And uh, I, I just said for Christmas this year, we had a couple of opportunities uh, to go somewhere else. And I was like, can we just be home? It has been a long year. Look, I want to be home. My wife and I are off from Christmas Eve through uh, January nice. 3rd because my son on uh, on January 3rd, my son goes back to preschool after a two year hiatus. And my wife and I both took the day off just to feel like what is it like to not have a kid for a couple of hours, even though we'll probably be terrified. Like, is he okay? Is he doing okay? Um, and just, I want to be home. And it's so funny. My wife said, well, we can cook a big dinner. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, no. Uh, if it's just going to be the three of us and our kid lives off of fish sticks, grilled cheese, or chicken nuggets, uh, I would like so to, in a lot of smoothies, he gets it. He gets vegetables, brown. I promise, but he has to drink them. Brown foods, man. Brown foods. Brown beige foods. That Frank is really into the dinosaur-shaped right? chicken nuggets right now. Dude, we just picked up a bag of BJ's, so and uh, they don't taste Christmas. the same as the chicken. Like I... Levi, Levi prefers the chicken fries to the chicken nuggets. Um, so see, the... get it, get a plant, guys. Kids are complicated. Uh, but no, we're, I think we're going to order in a matter of fact, I think this week we got to look at some menus and I think we're going to order in and I, I want to relax. I want to play with all the, the new toys and, uh, I want to stay in my pajamas all day and, um, uh, just enjoy it because I think, what a lot of people don't see, and I'm so grateful for our incredible family, but I, I think what a lot of people don't see is the day-to-day -day of what I think living with common variable immune deficiency is like during the You mean pandemic. exhausting and nerve-wracking? Totally exhausting with a kid at home or trying to get care addressed. I mean, my wife on, and I on some days are going, okay, who's meeting with more important people the other person will take the kid like, you know, and it's just, it's been nonstop for two years straight. And I, I think we just kind of want to be together, celebrate that we're, you know, he's going back to daycare. We are scared shitless to send him back, but we're kind of at a point that everybody else is moving on and we've held out as long as we possibly could. And, We've been very fortunate to piece together what we've been able to do for the last two years and, and very privileged to be able to do that for the last two years. But we're at a point now, too, that our, I, don't, I don't know that our mental health can take it. And, and I think that's another where we, you know, I, I can just sense it in our house. We need a break. So, uh, yeah, I think that's it for us. It's going to be doing some stuff around the house. Uh, New Year's Eve is our wedding anniversary. Aww. We got married on New Year's Eve, so we're coming up on five years. It was so funny. My wife and I were talking about what are, we're so non-traditional, if you haven't picked up on that yet. And my wife and I both were like, what do you do for five years? And she's like, I hope it's a washer and dryer because that's what we're getting each other. And she was like, no, it's wood. And I was like, no, it's going to be a washer and dryer. Okay. I'm, I'm not trying to go car wood, something wood, and pretend like, like I'm keeping clothes? a tradition. Oh, boy. Yeah, right? <laughs> Are mom jokes a thing? Or did you just invent the mom joke? Um, I, I believe I believe that uh, dad jokes are genderless, really. Equal opportunity. I like that. They yeah. transcend gender. It's true. Is that where I can finally use my media board? I was too late. <laughs> I really practice. Right. You just need practice. I was too can late. Can I just say, when you said you need a break, 
Lisa and I were vehemently nodding in the background. Like something about the word break just made us both go, mm hmm. Yep. Yes, we do. But, but how do you, and I guess this is it, right? Is how do you, right? I grew up in an area where people leave, they go to college, they move back to the area they, you know, within like a 30 mile radius of where they went to high school. This is not an original story, I know. It's about the white picket fence. Oh, did you hear so-and-so got married? Oh yeah, so-and-so's popping out a second kid. And I don't know why for me, I was always like, I, that was just not for me. And, and when my wife and I got married, I said, look, I would like to go travel the world and then we can go buy a house and we can talk about that. And every time we go look at houses, you know, we live in the middle, middle of a major metropolitan city. Every time we go look at houses, you know, with yards, I guess those are a thing outside my area. I just, I don't know the aches and pains come back and I got to run back to my bed. So Maybe for me, I, I mean, I miss my family. I, I mean, to the point it hurts. But, uh, you know, I, I think there's also this weird boundary of just saying, I kind of want to do my own thing. Um, and I don't know. I've gotten better at that over the years of being able to say, mm, I'm not cool with that. And kind of realizing that, you know, if if I set a boundary and people don't understand, guess what? Doesn't bother me because at the end of the day, and I think something that's so important that I see all the time, and I'm sure this is going to trigger a couple of responses is, well, why don't they understand what it's like to live with common variable immune deficiency? Because they don't. And let me say a hundred percent. How do I expect my family to understand what it's like to walk in my shoes? Do I think they probably get it better than most? Yes. I think it's so, so important. Are they going to get the day-to-day -day aches, the day-to-day -day learnings that I get by living in my body? They're never going to understand that. And guess what? Even if you are great at setting boundaries and you do this well, this is like bringing up politics in the last four years or religion at a Thanksgiving dinner in previous years. It, it can be a little touchy-feely because they're not going to get it. Now, do I hope you have people around you that bring empathy and love? Yes. And, and I think the other thing I want to throw out is I also think there's something beautiful over the last couple of years about celebrating everyone else around us, right? We have built so many new traditions in our house in the last couple of years. And I think before we jump into new traditions, I'll bring it back. I mean, how, how do you deal with those people? Because I think we're all fortunate. We have a lot of family, a lot of love, a lot of empathy around ourselves. How do you deal with that? You no, know, I also think sometimes people think if you're not like you're, you're sick again. And if you've been sick a lot, you can think of it as like, no, my sick took a break. It's just, it just walked away for a minute. I'm like still sick here. And I definitely want to acknowledge, I, I think that the three of us probably have family that may be more supportive than people we've heard whose families don't even believe that CVID is real or that PIs are real in general, yeah. for which I'm insanely grateful. Um, but even my family who knows that I'm dealing with this, I've had to carve out boundaries. For instance, my parents would love to have us over for Sunday afternoon dinner. And I had to say, well, Sunday afternoons are when I settle in for a nap and then I do my infusion and I prepare mentally and physically for the next day. So we could do Sunday morning, we could do Sunday brunch, but after that I am piecing out because I'm done. However, the flip side of that is, Lisa will tell you, I will try to push myself through every, through anything that is asked of me, which can be detrimental. And I, I'm sure she can um, give you examples or she can acknowledge that this is a thing I do. And yeah, I sometimes have so trouble letting people very, down. You're also very strict about that Sunday boundary, which I oh, think is, I has been the biggest area of growth for you in the past few years. It's like you've realized that if you, if you aren't strong with that boundary, chaos ensues, right? So oh, yeah. like, I, I think, I think one of the things that I do, like, first of all, I don't deal with people like 
other people's issues are other people's issues. They're not my problem. My problems are my problems. And if they have a problem with me, if they want to talk to me about it, they can. But their, their feelings about my illness are their feelings, not mine. So it's like not other people's feelings are not my responsibility to manage, right? I can I can empathize, I can explain, I can do all that. But that's a hard place to get to. That's a hard place to get to. I think you're in a good place with that. (laughs) I'm definitely I am like I stepped into a Christmas, a family for whom Christmas is not just a tradition and a holiday, but it was their business. It was every year they were doing the service and they Mm -hmm. had traditions surrounding how that worked. And the next day now there it's a little bit different since um, retirement and other things, but you also, as the the family member coming in, the being by marriage, you don't want to be like, well, if you could change everything for me, but what I've had to learn is you don't have to change everything, but I can ask for accommodations that don't really change at all. But make me feel a little safer in my health. And you don't, and it's also a matter of, you know, you being like taking comfort in making your own choices, right? The traditions are the traditions. You can choose to participate in all of them. You can choose to participate in none of them. You can choose somewhere in the middle, which I think is probably the healthier, healthier choices, like somewhere in the middle. Right. And, and, you know, making, old traditions new, like for us, you know, we know that because we do, we do rotating Christmas and Thanksgiving, we won't always be in our home for, for Christmas. So we have specially strategized how we, how we're doing Santa. Um, because Santa, Santa's going to come to wherever we are and bring Levi gifts in a Santa sack. Right. And that like, we have a whole plan with St. Nicholas day because Jason's family celebrates St. Nicholas Day. And so, you know, there's there there is a whole thing involved. Right. And this is a totally new tradition that we made up from whole cloth that no one else I've heard of does. And and we are doing it our way, honoring his family's traditions and making it so that our, you know, blended traditions will work because, you know, no matter where we are, the Santa sack, Santa sack will find us. Right. And, and so we are making, making a way forward that, you know, we're, we're valuing the things that we found important, but also, you know, changing things that don't work for us. And I think that's an important thing to do. Like, think about what's important about the holiday, right? That's, that's been my thing is like, what is most important? And so I will make sure that I can push through for those things. Like at, at my parents' house, the big thing, um, the big Christmas Eve meal is like ham, two types of ham. Um, and yes, there are two types of ham. Did I'm you catch Virginia. me looking off to the side going, I know one. <laughs> there is there is sugar cured ham and there is salt cured ham. And Virginia ham. I know honey baked ham. That is a sugar cured ham. Um, so if you hear of country ham or Virginia ham, that is, that is salt cured ham. Um, so we have both types of ham and mac and cheese and all of these other things, right? So that meal is very important to my family. And so that is the thing that I would show up. Like if, if it's a Miller family Christmas, that's the thing that I'm like focused on showing up for, right? So all of the other things I can like, if I need to sleep, I can sleep, right? So it's like like picking the thing that is most important and prioritizing that thing or those things. Because like Nancy, if let's say like you weren't able to do all of Christmas Day, right? But you know that Christmas Eve service is very important. You can mm-hmm. prioritize that to make sure that you show up for them when it's the most important, right? Like. Think about things in a priority order and allocate your spoons accordingly. Ooh, on Christmas, oh, I believe that's a whole nother, that's another thing. That, but, that's a whole but I do believe episode. on Christmas, there are actually ladles, not spoons. Yes. Yes. Now I'd like to um, use this platform. I, I'll tell you guys if my to-go order on Christmas comes with spoons or ladles. 
we'll be waiting next episode. So I want to use this platform for uh, one of my most passionate causes. As somebody with no children, I just want to put it out there that I find Elf on a Shelf kind of creepy. So, so creepy. Hate it. Hate it. Ain't, ain't, ain't happening in this house. So nope. when you become a parent, no, it doesn't just suddenly make sense to you? No. No. No, I think uh, Elf on a Shelf was a COVID risk, and that's why he couldn't be in the well, house. Well, and there are also, like, like psychology reasons not, like, behavioral psychology reasons not to do it. And, like, I have I have my own problems with, like, naughty or nice or, or like, 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 making someone's worth contingent on whether or not they are good enough, right? Like... Or what, or what some little creature thinks about right. them. That's what right. we're saying. That goes against everything we just spent the last 45 minutes talking about. Right. I mean, and I'd so like to like... put a word in that I think Elf on the Shelf is secretly an updated Chucky. Because I am just really convinced <laughs> that's why he moves around every night. And I well, found and... Chucky as a child terrifying. Which may well, you know, explain a lot. People do very cute things with their elves on a shelf. They do. But it's just... So I, I think you guys brought up a great point that I want to circle back with and then talk a little bit about, you know, how, how do you set your own new traditions? But I think one thing I heard Lisa say is one, you know, prioritize, right? So one is prioritize yourself. Um, I think if you can prioritize yourself, which is so important, but also meet people in the middle. Maybe you say, I, I don't want to miss out on everything. And this is the most important thing to not only me, but my family. So I'm going to make that a priority, but I'm also going to make a rest a priority. I think there's this also, and maybe this is this balance or meet in the middle. If you're saying I, I need rest and, and other people are saying, no, 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 Chris, 97 years of tradition, go out the door if you need to take a nap. You have to, I think, redefine that as what, who's going to meet in the middle. It shouldn't all be on you in a healthy relationship, in a healthy balance with the people around you. It shouldn't always be on you that you either make it or you don't, right? And I think Nancy brought this up of, well, hey, Sundays are important to me, but if you guys are open to like Sunday brunch, I'm down. And that sounds delicious, right? But how do we meet in the middle on that? And to me, I just think that's so important, right? I don't want to have every holiday alone in my house. Are you house. sure? I feel like <laughs> I, you might. Well, maybe except July. I keep going back that everyone's going to meet at my house in July and we're going to have a big event. But I think it's important, right, of knowing we've had a hard year this year I don't feel safe with some of the additional traditional risks because we would have to travel. And so we're going to say, you know what? Our, our little group core here needs a reset. We need to be together. We need to kind of just rest. And then we want to kick off 22 in a special way. But I think that's just so, so important. So I, I hope everyone listening hears prioritize yourself, balance, right? Maybe you don't have to make everything. Maybe some things could be moved. And just like you're asking people to move, you got to be willing to move too. You can't just expect everyone to cater one direction. Being sick on a holiday or after a holiday is the worst. So say you show up to do everything everybody wants you to do, but you feel terrible, then they're happy you're there and you're miserable. Like at what point do you have to say, okay, I showed up for them, and now I'm hating every second of this. Whereas if you shift a little bit, maybe you really enjoy the half the time that you're there. And then you go home and you recharge and suddenly nobody needs antibiotics, which is really my motto for the holidays. A good holiday doesn't end in prescription medication. There's a whole, we're going to have to bring our uh, resident therapist <laughs> back on to talk about how to survive the holidays without a new addiction. Good point. <laughs> And also to unpack Nancy's uh, fears on Chucky is the reincarnated elf. I'm on putting the it out there. It's right, fact. switch it's that. Fact. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 Nancy's apocryphal elf on the shelf on the shelf story, right? Hey, it's like if that little elf wants to go donate plasma, he'll be welcome in my house anytime. All right, shout out plasma donors. That's what I'm grateful for this Christmas. Absolutely. Um, they, that they truly so give guys, a gift that keeps on giving. 
for sure. Agreed. Oh my gosh, that's it. You know, if your tradition looks different, make a new one. Make a new one. It's hard. It's awkward. It's going to leave us with some feelings. But, um, Sometimes it means embracing 100%. the thing you actually have always wanted to do. Could be healthy. Wow, there's you there's a word back. we don't throw around a lot. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I hope everyone has a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I'm 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 going into 2022 like uh like I don't know the temperature of the pool, right? I'm just gonna dab my toe in and we're gonna see what it feels like. And I'm sure somebody's gonna be behind me and just push me in. So uh that that's how I'm going into 22. How about you guys? Any, any predictions for a new year? It'll be different. <laughs> but I'm gonna have floaties on because I am cautious and I prepare. Yes. I yeah. think I think it's gonna be, you know, another year of embracing embracing flexibility and uh, making sure that we draw the boundaries that we need to draw for ourselves and talking to our teams and making sure that we are comfortable um, in the situations in which we find ourselves. And talking to our support Ooh, groups too. Whether, whatever your group is of people who understand your PI, sometimes it helps to say, am I crazy? And because they're going through it too, they actually do understand. So find, find the birds of a feather who can really keep you flying through this season in a healthy, happy way. Um, and, and, you know, I think let's go into 22 stronger as individuals stronger as our families, the people around us. Um, but really importantly, I hope we go into 22 as a stronger uh, community, a stronger PI community, because I think that's what it's going to take to get us out of this. And normal's going to look different. I hate to tell you, if you haven't figured that out yet, it's, it's going to look, normal's going to look different. Embrace it. And uh, I think we're going to end up better on the other side because of it. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and the best of the season to everybody, whatever you celebrate. Absolutely. Merry Christmas and, and celebrate in a way that makes you feel great. <laughs>